if you're not focused on your search engine optimization, you want to be developing your content with search engine optimization in mind. Ending Small Business Failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Have you subscribed to the Small Biz Chat Podcast? Well, it's time. Every Wednesday, we offer listeners bite-sized actionable tips to start and grow a successful small business. In just 20 minutes or so a week, you can get a ton of insight and resources to propel your business forward. Be sure to subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast today. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I'm so excited to welcome you to another episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Now, today's show is really amazing. We're going to be talking about how to drive more revenue from your website. Also going to talk about how to tackle that content beast that's weighing so many of you down. And if you want to know how to attract target customers to you. We have an expert here who's going to talk about how to develop that killer pitch. Now, if you're looking for ways to grow your sales online, you are in the right place. My expert has tools to boost your sales. By, and we're also going to talk about if you struggle with content, if, if you dread content, we're going to give you some information that's going to help you think about it the right way and be able to develop content that is relevant and valuable, and most importantly, attracts your target customer. Now, how many of you know that you need different pitches about your business for different situations? Well, we have the killer pitch master in the house, and she's going to be breaking it down for us about all the, well, first of all, what makes a good pitch and how many different pitches every small business owner should have. Now, here on the Small Biz Chef podcast, we talk about how to start and grow a successful small business. And my guests have valuable insight to share. And you're going to hear their advice because they are from all different walks of life and stages of business, but all of them are pure experts in their field. Now, here at the Small Biz Chat Podcast, we are a peer-to-peer mentoring program. Our mission at the Small Biz Chat Podcast is to end small business failure. And we just want you to get invaluable advice that you do not have to pay for. Now it's time for me to get started with our interviews. Now, my guest today is Kendra Lee. She is an author, speaker, and revenue generator. She is the founder of KLA Group, a sales consultancy and marketing agency that helps small and medium businesses get seen, get heard, and get traction to achieve their dreams. She's also the author of The Sales Magnet. And for more information, you can go to klagroup.com. Kendra, welcome to the Small Biz Chef Podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Melinda. Now tell us, how did you become the web guru, like the web sales guru? I want to hear your backstory. Oh, my gosh. You know, 
I never in a million years thought that I would be doing marketing and sales because I started my career in accounting. However, I knew that there was something more, something more exciting out there. And I had a colleague who said, oh, you know what? You should be in sales. And that started my whole career. When I went into sales, I discovered I really like new business. I like meeting all these new people and talking with them. And even more, I like working with small companies. And that's what led me down the path to sales and marketing. Love it. Love it. So let's talk websites first. What is the biggest mistake that people make when building a website? I think the biggest mistake, I'm going to give you a couple of them. One is focusing only on themselves and not really thinking about who is it that is coming to the site. So all your content is about you, but not from the perspective of what your audience cares about. And it really needs to be about the target market. A second mistake that they tend to make is that when somebody gets there, there's nothing for them to do. There's nothing for them to download. There's just call me or email me, but there are no other assets. There's no content for them to read. So they don't really get to know, like, and trust you. Instead, you're thinking, oh, just sign up, call me, we'll help you. But you haven't done anything to earn that trust. Wow. And now let's talk about SEO because SEO is one of these, like, I don't know, kabuki words that people have been using. Like there's all these snake oil salesmen out here that sell SEO promising to get you on the first page of Google, right? You know, but yeah. I, you know that SEO is important, but can you explain to us how SEO works in concert with your content, right? Because there's on-site SEO and there's off-site SEO, but I really kind of want to talk about the SEO that you can kind of do yourself before you engage professionals. To okay. So SEO, for all of you that don't know, is when the search engines will serve you up when somebody goes and puts in the Google line a, a request. So they're searching for something. And if you have strong search engine optimization, then you your goal is to be on that first page where people will find you. Content is one of the key ways to build your authority and your level of search engine credibility. When you're writing your content, Four things that you need to do are to be using keywords that people would search. So you want to think about when they sit down to search for your services or the problems that they have, what are the words that they're using? How are they describing it? You use those keywords in the content that you are writing. As it relates to your website, there are places that you want to make sure that you have it. So definitely on page, on the page when you're writing, you want to have your keywords used throughout. But it's not just there. When search engines are reading, they're not reading all the content as much as they're reading what your URL is. So what the link is, they're reading the headings of the content as well. And then they're reading the content itself. So you want to use keywords throughout your content as well as in the link that you're using. Um, and when you put descriptions of text, you want keywords there. 
and you want keywords in the headings themselves within your content. So as you're writing, the keyword strategy is really important. Do you want me to keep going, Melinda? No, I actually have a follow-up question to that. So that is, so you're talking about keyword strategy. So now let's talk about content strategy. Does everybody need a blog? You know, you know, how can you, I know we're, uh, you know, content is like this big hairy beast. Like if people are, are, you know, get overwhelmed by steamrolled over and, you know, and, and then there's people that just don't do it well and they put up content that's just okay or mediocre or literary typos, right? So I, I want to really kind of understand from you, like, it, like, okay, I have my keywords. I know what they are. Now, how about getting to this content? Like, what, what, what is a good, robust, you know, content mix really made of? So you asked about blogs. When, when people come to your website, they're coming to learn more about you, your business, who you help, and how you help them. So you want your content to answer those questions for them. And you want it to be very, very clear. Should you have a blog? Should you not have a blog? One of the benefits of a blog, whether it's video or just text-based, is that it helps people get to know you, hear how you address the problems that they have, hear more about the problems that they have and what they should be thinking about. So a blog gives you an opportunity to continually add new content. At the same time, your web pages need to describe your services, some of the frequently asked questions that people have, how they can reach you, something about you as a company, so they can feel like they can get to know you and like you. So you have your, your website content as well as your blog content. Should you have a blog? Should you not have a blog? Not everybody needs one. One of the benefits is that when you have one, you're continually adding to it. And that shows Google that you're paying attention to your website. It likes that and it will help your search engine optimization. And I can testify to that as someone who's written over 5,000 articles about how to start and grow a successful small business. 60% of the traffic to my website is organic search for that very reason. But I've been blogging continuously since 2009, right? You know, so it, you know, that's a whole lot of blogging. But I'm glad you talked about that because I think people, there are people that hate to write, right? And then you tell them, oh, you need to be blogging. And I'm like, look, if you hate to write, please don't do that. I don't want you, I don't want you to go through the pain of that. But I, I'm really glad that you talked about the stuff people want to know how, who you help and how you help them and how to contact you and some FAQs on there. Now, there was a trend that was going around on websites a couple of years ago where when you would hit the contact us page or the about us page, a little video would start playing. Now, what's your thoughts about that? Is that played out or is that still effective? You know, video is fabulous and video is more engaging than just text. A lot of people want to press and watch a video. So from my perspective, use video wherever you can. If you don't like to write, maybe you're very comfortable going on video. So put yourself on video, create a 30 second, one minute video, put one on your homepage, put it on your contact page, put it on your about us page. So you can have different videos in different places. 
And then people really get to know you and you can talk about the things that they care about. So I'm a very strong believer in video. I don't like having it automatically start. So our recommendation is when you put it on your website, you have the play button. So you have the option to start the video, but you don't automatically just have it start playing anymore. Thank you for setting the record straight on that because autoplay videos make me crazy. But I didn't know if I was like, you know, if it was an SEO thing or something. Now, can you clear up a myth for me? There's all these people that talk about search engine rankings and algorithms. And I know, it, you know, it seems like every 10 minutes the algorithm changes, whether it's Facebook, Google or whatever. So can you just talk about this whole, this concept of search engine ranking? Like, is it something that you can even do anything about? Is it something that you can even control? Or is it like, just put, keep putting quality content out there and the world will find you, you know what I mean? Or is it like tree fall in the woods and nobody heard it fall, right? You know, I don't, I don't know, but there's so much conversation about search engine rent, you know, search and, and how people can help you beat the system and white hat and black hat stuff. And so I really want you to kind of talk about what, you know, what goes into the algorithm and what could help you rank higher. So at the very least, if you're not focused on your search engine optimization, you want to be developing your content with search engine optimization in mind. Because if you're going to write the content, why not write it in a way that it could be found? You took time to do it. You've got 5,000 articles out there. You want somebody to read them. So you want to use search engine optimization best practices. There are three core elements that go into search engine optimization. There's the on-page, which is your content. There's off-page, which are all those things that surround your website that could push people back to your website. So think you're out on social media and you link back to your website. Another organization likes an article, they link back to your website. But that's the off-page. And then there is the technical aspect which says that you have a clean website. It doesn't have technical problems with it. You don't have errors on it. it. It is structured correctly. So those are the three primary elements that go into your search engine optimization. Depending what you do and where you're located and what keywords you use, it can be hard to rank because there are other bigger behemoths out there spending hundreds of thousands of dollars every year focused on making sure they rank. So does that mean you should give up? Absolutely not. But it says that we want to use search engine optimization best practices, and we're going to focus on keywords, because our keyword strategy is important, that may not be as popular, but are still searched by our audience. Um, so no, it's not a myth. Do you spend all your time on it? No, because it's only one of many marketing strategies you should use. Should you not do it? Yes, you should do it. Because if somebody's going to go do an organic search, don't you want to be found? So use the best practices for it. And when you get to a size where you can afford it, then you're probably going to use an outsourced firm because it is pretty complex, as you talked about. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about if you want to engage an outside SEO firm to work with your business, we're going to talk about how much you can expect to pay. 
You're watching the Small Biz Chat Podcast, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I wanna welcome you to Small Biz Lady University. Our mission here is to end small business failure. So all of the courses here are about two things, how to become your own boss or how to make money online. So that's what we do here. So whether you wanna learn about email marketing and sales funnels, or you're ready to get started with social media selling, or if you're really just getting started with e-commerce, you might wanna jump into our How to Sell and Market Online course. Either way, if you want to learn how to become your own boss and do it well, I have everything you need here at smallbizladyuniversity.com. If you have any questions or have any technical problems getting signed up, just email us at support at melindaemerson.com. Take care. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. And we're talking with Kendra Lee about all things websites and SEO. So Kendra, I want to know if I'm going to engage an SEO firm to work with my company, what should I really be? What should my expectations be of what the investment might be like monthly to get support? Sure. So of course, I can say, oh, it ranges all over everywhere. Part of it is going to depend on what they're doing for you. To net it out at the beginning, I would say expect that it's going to be somewhere between fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred at the low end, and really it depends on how much they're doing for you. Um, because there are some companies, depending on how much you're having, that can go up to five and six thousand dollars a month. But with SEO, because content is so important, there should be a blogging element as part of that. There may be social posting that is included as part of that. But that gives you a range that you could expect. I'm seeing some firms try to charge by the keyword that they work on. So if they work on 10 keywords a month or they work on 25 keywords a month, that's how that's what the difference is in your pricing. Is that legit or no? It can be really challenging and it puts a lot of pressure on the firm because if they're doing it based only on keywords, then you as the client are going to pay attention to those keywords and look to see, are you ranking better? What you want to look at when it relates to the keywords is what's the keyword density? And that term means how frequently is that word searched? The more frequent the search, the higher the density the harder to rank for it because there's a lot of competition because a lot of people are searching for it. Um, So yes, I have seen the same thing where it may be based on a number of keywords or the total overall keyword density count. Now, let's talk about that though. So how should one measure the ROI of SEO? Because I know a lot of times when you hire a firm to work with you, they're always like, look, you're not going to see any results of this until four months. Like, is that true? Or, I mean, and once the four months hit, what are the markers we should be looking at? Absolutely. So SEO is all about organic ranking and capturing those people who are out doing the searches. It can take, realistically, it's not four months. It's probably six months to a year. However, you can see progress every single month. So a lot of people will come to us for search engine optimization. They'll say, okay, 
we want to get X number of leads every single month. Well, SEO isn't about the leads as much as driving more traffic to your website. So the real metric that you're looking for is, is there an increase in traffic on your website? Then your content strategy picks up from there because you're driving them to the website and you want to have good calls to action throughout the site. You want to have different types of content that people can engage with. And you want some gated content where people have to register because then you can start to see conversions. But your SEO is about getting them to the site. And then your content is about having the right things on the site so they will sign up and convert. So pay attention to traffic. You're looking for an increase in traffic. All right. All right. And last question for you. What is the best business advice you've ever gotten? The best business advice that I still fall back on is that when you hire someone, that you hire a person who can do more than one role. They may do only the primary thing you want them to do, but they have to be able to do other things in the event that that need for the role that you hired them for changes. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kendra. This has been so, 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 so helpful. And I really think you've even enlightened me about things that people need to know about SEO. For one, that SEO should include content, not just, oh, we're working on these keywords for you. So thank you for that. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to tackle the content beast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady. You're watching the Small Biz Chat Podcast. We'll be right back. Don't miss out on your chance to register for the Small Biz Lady University One Day Virtual Startup Bootcamp. It's on January 16, 2024, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's your ticket to an immersive day filled with learning, networking, and inspiration. Whether you're an inspiring entrepreneur or an experienced business owner on a new journey, the Small Biz Lady University One Day Virtual Startup Bootcamp has something special in store for you. Registration is only $97 and there's a VIP option. Sign up today at smallbizladyuniversity.com forward slash startup bootcamp. Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.